Hello everybody, welcome to Coffee Time with Byron. I am your host Byron. We are live on YouTube right now and available on all podcasting apps like Google, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, you name it, all of them. The following day. But alongside me via StreamYard for episode number 88 is former NHLer Mike Brown. Thank you for joining us. How are you tonight? I'm all good. Just finishing up at work here in uh, Langley, British Columbia. Sun decided to come out uh, a little late today, though. So I got to ask you what's begin with this. I want to start off with this before we get to you being drafted in your career. The Olympics was just here last year, and I see you played for the national team. Is that true? Not that I'm aware of. I, I went to World Junior Trials, but didn't make the team back in, like, 99, I think. Okay, cool. All right, no problem with that. That's why I asked, because I saw it right here. Um, so now let's get to, like, get to your draft. You were 195th overall by the Canucks in 04. Uh, did you think... I think you got the other one. I got the other one. That's the other Mike Brown. I was uh, draft 97 by Florida. Uh, Sorry about that. I don't know where this is coming from. I typed in you. Sorry. Okay, so Panthers, right? Yep. I don't know why it took me to this then. Hold on. Okay, now I finally got it. Okay. All right. Stupid media. (laughs) Okay. So, let's, let's do this now. You were drafted, like you said, in 97, 20th overall by the Florida Panthers. Sorry about that. Sorry for the information, misinformation. That's why I hate, that's why I hate, social media (laughs) uh so did you think you were going to go that high in the draft or did you think you were actually going to go where you went 20th overall first round in that draft uh i knew i wasn't getting past florida um we had a pretty good relationship i knew they wanted me it was just a matter if i was gonna slide to them couple mm-hmm. other teams had shown interest, so it was, uh, you know, kind of 50-50 if I was going to make it to them, and, and I did. So, uh, yeah, that's where I ended up. Now, tell us a little bit about your time there. Uh, did you did you enjoy, did you come close to any playoffs? How, how, how was your tenure there with the Panthers? Uh, well, my first camp as an 18-year-old was, was pretty good. Um, my first NHL camp, it, it was pretty cool being down in Florida. And then my second camp went real well. Uh, I was one of the last cuts that, that year, went back to, to junior. And then uh, in January of that year, I got traded to Vancouver. So that was kind of all she wrote with me in Florida. Now, 
you made your NHL debut against a team that you uh, were traded to, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, tell us about your first game. Uh, how did how 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 did you enjoy your first game? Uh, well, my first game was with the Canucks. I was playing for the farm team in Kansas City, and the game was in St. Louis. So I got called up that morning, flew into St. Louis, had lunch with the team, had a nap, and yeah, it was a pretty whirlwind day. Um, got to see all the guys in the room. Obviously, they were excited. Um, good bunch of guys, and and then yeah, before I know it, I'm lined up against Chris Pronger and Al McInnes, and you know, kind of a wake up call that I, I was in the NHL. Now, who? Now, obviously, you were a rookie coming up. Uh, what veteran or coaches took that took you under their wing and helped you learn the game when you were first coming up? Well, I mean, kind of on every team. You know, there's some good veteran guys. Our coach in Kansas City was Stan Smeal, who's a legend in the Canuck uh, fan base in, in British Columbia for what he did in the 80s and early 90s. Um, so, I mean, him being the coach, I grew up watching him. So he was an easy guy to listen and learn from. And, and then obviously, yeah, that, that helped out. So, unfortunately, you would only play 15 games with the Canucks. And then after that season, you joined the Mighty Ducks for the 0-2-0-3 season, and you score your only NHL goal. Do you remember who it was against that you got your first NHL goal? And did you get to keep the puck? Uh, yeah, that was, that was against Phoenix. They were called Phoenix at the time. I think they're Arizona now, aren't they? Yeah. But, yeah. They were Phoenix back then. I think it was Brian Boucher. And, yeah, the, the team made a pretty nice plaque that's up at my mom's house. Oh, that's good. I mean, at least you got to keep the at least you got to keep the puck in. I know you want yeah, to. Yeah, it's pretty standard. I mean, I, if you, you, don't, you don't usually have to go chase it down. You know, your teammates will go grab it for you, and, and you do the same for them. I know you wanted to get more NHL goals, but unfortunately, uh, obviously, you didn't. I mean, that had to sting you a little bit that you that you didn't. Uh, you only got one goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but realistically, there's a hell of a lot of guys out there, probably some that were better than me that never got a goal. So, sure, I would have loved to score fifty a year and and that, but that just wasn't in the cards. So then you appear, after you leave Anaheim, you appear with the Blackhawks in the 05-06 season in two games before you retire. Did you know you were going to retire? Did you know your career was over? Um, I mean, that felt good, but it was just kind of, I had some decisions to make. If I wanted to stay in the minors and play onesie, twosie games in the NHL or did I want to find a new career by 30 or do I want to do it by 40 when chances are I'm going to be more beat up and and it's going to be a bit of a tougher run. So, you know, I kind of, I made a goal for myself after my son was born to, to get back to the NHL. And so he could see me play after he was born. I got a couple extra games in there. So it worked out. There you go. 
Now, according to this, you can tell me if this is true or not. According, again, sorry for earlier. This, I, this is why I hate trusting this, but it's the only thing I could find. Uh, it says right here you are currently a general manager of a Harley Davidson. Is that true? That is true. Um, yeah, right. No, others. There you go. Yeah, currently in my office right now doing this. So Perfect. Been doing it just over a year. How'd that decision come about that you wanted to do that? Uh, well, I got into car sales and then, you know, got promoted to manager and general sales manager and, and that. And then the opportunity came along in our dealer group and the owners needed a general manager at their flagship store here. So I said, you know, we had a meeting and things worked out and it's been a pretty good uh decision thus far now tell us about you're also a part of obviously the vancouver canucks alumni and you appear on podcasts so how many podcasts have you been a part of and do you get to go to all the alumni uh nights that the vancouver canucks have uh yeah i've been with canuck alumni basically probably 15 16 years now a uh, great bunch of guys do a lot of great community work in the community do some pretty cool events um i actually managed the the communications committee with social media and that for them uh just get just getting our brand out there more so yeah you know it's not a lot of time but there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff that, that we get to be a part of i mean we put on a concert we put on charity games golf tournaments uh, looking to expand that stuff here now that hopefully COVID's behind us. Now, obviously, before the NHL, you played in the AHL, which is their minor leagues, and the IHL, which I guess would be also their minor leagues, I guess. Uh, is the play different from NHL, or is it pretty much the same play? Because I don't follow the minors or whatever, or IHL. I don't follow that. So is it is it the same type of play or is it faster, slower? What is it compared to the NHL? It's probably yeah. I mean, it, I mean, if you follow baseball and that, it's probably Triple A to the major leagues. So there's a lot of really good players down there that either played before or on their way up. And there's guys that go up and down, such as I did. Um, it, it, it's good hockey. It's entertaining, and uh, yeah, it's kind of end of the proving ground you do well down there you're going to get your time in the big leagues for sure uh, now out of all your games that you had in the nhl uh is there one that you can remember that besides your first goal and your debut that was oh yes i made it here this is my welcome to the nhl moment um well, i mean my first game first period i fought reed low and then uh, the next year, I mean, I fought The Rock and Stu Gibson, and, and, and those were two pretty big guys and legends, and I held my own. So, you know, I guess I guess that those would be them. But, I mean, in, even in the minors, there's some very, very, very big and tough people that they uh, go against even to get a shot moving up. Speaking of... Speaking of Reed Lowe, I just had him recently on my podcast as well. Good yeah, guy. He's a good, a good man, tough dude. You, you, do you have do you 
did you ever uh, ever connect with him? Did you have a chance to talk to him, hang with him, or just? Uh, I, I see him. Uh, I see him on social media. You know, we, it's, it's especially the last few years. Everything, everybody's so bubbleized in that. And, I mean, you keep track of where guys are, and you hope they're doing well, and and, and that's about it. So, if you weren't doing your gig now with managing and obviously with the alumni that you do, uh, would you ever think about maybe getting into uh, coaching? Like, if your kids wanted to get into hockey, would you want to coach? Mm, well, my son's going to be 19 this summer, and he hasn't played. And then my daughter just turned five. I don't, I don't know if I'd get involved with coaching. I'd, I'd be supportive of that. Um, and offer my opinions, but yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't really interest me. I, I guess I do my coaching and managing here with, with my staff. There you go. There you go. I mean, hey, it's something at least. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you still follow the game, obviously, because you're with the alumni. I want to talk about your Canucks. Where do you see them going this year? How well? Can they compete in the West? I mean, I just sort of started watching it again. Um, I'm a big football guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, NASCAR is back going again, so that's my Sunday mm -hmm. for a couple hours. But, um, I mean, they're, they're doing well. I, you know, the coaching change sure helped. It's, it's going to be interesting with the trade deadline coming up here, who goes and who stays, because... One of the best players in the league right now is sitting on the Canucks, and I mean, yeah, it, I don't envy the decisions their GM has to make. Now, were you? Were you, I know when your little short tenure there with the Panthers, did you have a chance to play against the interstate rivals, the Lightning? Uh, just exhibition, I believe. Yeah, and uh. I know they're just exhibition, but I don't. I actually, it was. I don't know if it was kind of a rivalry back then, honestly, because I know the Bolts were still good, but I know the Panthers weren't. So I don't know. I don't know if you would consider that a rivalry or not back in the day. Yeah, I mean it was. It was so long ago, and they were still pretty pretty new to the league. I mean, Florida, uh, Florida had that run there. Yeah. The final. I mean, come up with that, though. Yeah, I mean, they were going a lot younger when I was there, and that's, you know, I was excited about that. And obviously, just the trade happened, so. Now, could you see could you see the Bolts? Uh, I know it's tough, but could you see them three-peating this year? Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I, 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 again, I haven't paid that much attention, but I got to imagine they're one of the favorites. So, I mean, it's tough to argue with that core. Very true. Now, now, obviously, you said you're a football fan, and so am I. Who's your team, and uh, what, what would you like them to do this offseason? Well, yeah, it's a bit of a circus for my favorite team, but uh, the Packers are my team. Um, well, they got A-Rodge back, so I don't have to switch what my favorite team is they're gonna have to deal with Devonte, um and yeah he's, he's just got to find a way to get that second ring so he can 
shut some of the haters up. Yeah, so I I I know. Yeah, obviously they said it, he said it himself it wasn't for money, but that's kind of a hypocrite if you ask me. If I mean, if it wasn't about money, then why would you take the Packers' money if it wasn't about money yeah, the whole time? That's a lot of money. I I mean, I just sort of sat back, and I'm in a couple fantasy football leagues, so mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of banner there. They know who, and I mean, yeah, there's a couple other Packers fans, so we took some heat. But it is what it is. I mean, you know, money money does talk at the end of the day. So he's still got to go out there and earn it. And I, you know, MVPs are one thing, and they're great, and, and he'll end up in the hall. But I, I got to see that second ring. With Brady coming back, are you concerned that Rodgers won't won't get it this year? I personally, I'm the type of guy that I, I, you know what, I want him to go through Brady and earn it. You know, like he had his chance two years ago, and and he failed. Badly. Yeah, yeah. So you know what, to be to be the man, you got to beat the man. Not that anybody's gonna, you know, take down Brady on, on that, but at least get that elusive second ring. And now, obviously, you said you're also a NASCAR fan. So, I I I used to be a big NASCAR fan myself until everybody I grew up watching retired. Now I hardly watch it because I don't really know anybody. Uh, but from what I've I've I have heard, they've done they've gone through the stages now. One one stage one, stage two, and then the winner. I don't kind of get that what is i mean what is that what i'm, I'm is still that? figuring it out like it's i've even googled it and that and it's just you know what i start really paying attention in the in the final stage i guess and, and away we go so my guy's kind of dragging ass this year but hopefully he picks it up soon i yeah i i i get like i'm guessing from what i understand is the one person who actually wins the race gets qualified for the finals, but stage one and whoever wins stage one or stage two doesn't get anything. Like, like how how weird is that? Yeah, it is. Like, what's the point in that? Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm still. I think I had it figured out last year, and then I probably forgot, but. So did you watch? It's all, about, it's all about the last fifty laps, anyhow, for me. So did you watch the first race then at uh, what's that place? The first time ever, um, Coliseum. Yeah, at the Coliseum. What yeah, do you think was, of that? Yeah, well, they did a good job. That was a good show. You think they'll have that every year? I'm thinking I don't know they will. They would. It looked awesome. The race. I'm mean, thinking. I, yeah, I'm thinking they will. I I, I saw it, that it was a sold out show. It was show. a different race, though. Like I mean, that that it was super short. Right. Like uh, Bristol. Not a bad way to start the year. Yeah, like Bristol. I, I, yeah. I would have to say it's just a short. I'm surprised yeah. they even. I'm surprised you could even make a football field out and turn that into a freaking racetrack. Yeah. Kudos to them. However, they did that. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, really? You can make a football stadium and turn that into a racetrack? Really? Yeah. I mean, come wow. Um, so, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite driver now? Yeah, Martin Truex. I like the basketball. 
pro drivers. Uh, Dylan, Dylan will win some races down the road here. Uh, yeah, isn't he? Uh, let's see. What's he? I think. What team is he? I want to say. Crap! I, I yeah, Austin. They're both. Yeah, they're both Bass Pro team. Yeah, I know. That's I'm trying to I think. I'm trying to think who owns them now. Oh. I can't think. Oh well. Anywho, uh, so let's get. When you were growing up and you wanted to play hockey, and before you got drafted, um, did you have any idols that you looked up to that you wanted to idol your game off of? Um, well, I mean, uh, sorry, just checking one thing here. Like, growing up, like, Lemieux was awesome to watch. Murray, when he first came in, was ridiculous. And then just the size and speed and power of Eric Lindros. Um, also love, you know, Bob Probert was cool as hell to watch because he's like the guy would score and beat the hell out of half the team. So it was pretty. It was a, it was a good era growing up. Yeah, it was. I I can say that for a fact because I grew up in the '90s era, so I know yeah. all about that. <laughs> this this day and era, I. I I, I I still watch it and I still enjoy it, but it's not the same. It, it seems like it seems like ho- I, what's that word I'm looking for? Hockey they 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 change they change they change the sport so much. Like especially fighting, it's like more of when you play, they actually fought to fight. Now it's yeah. just now. It's just they're fighting just for entertainment purposes. It's like WWE style. Yeah, it's not. Um, some of them kind of look a little silly. So, but you know, I, I guess yeah, it's just changed. I mean, we we were fighting for keeps back then. So some of them are a little slap slappy and just swing our arms and leave the helmets on and all that but you know what it's better than nothing i guess so so how many fights did you get in your career and how uh, how many penalty minutes do you think you uh accumulated in the nhl oh how many fights i I don't know what i played 34 games i probably had 17 20 fights and then uh pam's like yeah i guess it would be there on hockey dba yeah, I didn't really add them up. <laughs> I, most of the time, normally, it's my friends and that reminded me. Did you win any of those fights? I like to think I didn't lose any. At least I didn't. Oh, I know I didn't lose any bad, so that was good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, is there one particular fight that you remember out of them all? I mean, you got to have at least um, one sort of fight you remember the most. <laughs> well, I mean, one of my coolest ones happened in the IHL when I fought Marty McSorley. So that was cool. Uh, fighting George LaRock twice. That's people obviously know who he was and how tough he was. So, uh, first one's always a big one. Grimson's a legend. I uh, fought Sp- Scotty Parker, a bunch coming up. Uh, I fought Bugard twice in the minors. I uh, fought Sean Thornton a bunch in the minors. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I bought a lot of the guys that you know household names in that era. <laughs> so as a former player. Do you honestly like, as we talked about, with a, which way the game is going nowadays? As a former player, do you honestly like how it's going? How they babied it so much? I or do you not care? Um, I mean, not just so the fighting. Like the stage fighting was a little ridiculous. Um, I always tried to fight for a reason. Um, my thing is, is it just. We just bubble wrapped everything so much that, like, guys are barely hitting each other. And then if they do hit somebody that has their head down, the onus is on the guy that hit. When we grew up, if we got rocked because our head was down, you know, we get told to take our head out of our ass and protect ourselves. Like, somebody's going to get hurt really bad because they're turning towards the boards. And that's just not how I grew up playing and, and realistically I mean you should protect yourself and it, it, it's a it's a tough game like take a hit so this is my kind of two cents on it which most people have heard do you think all that changed because of that I'm sure you remember this I remember it the Todd Bertuzzi incident what he did to do you think that's why they babied it as much as they have to take that out of the game that was a different one, and I know Todd. I saw him last year. I love Todd. Todd's a great guy. Uh, he treated me great when I was a rookie in Vancouver. I, that was just kind of an unfortunate situation, in my opinion. Um, I've seen a hell of a lot worse uh, not end up that bad. That I mean, you look at it, he punched the guy in the cheek with his glove on and, and there's that much padding in these gloves. It's, you know, everybody falls on and yeah, shit happens and it sucks for Steve Moore. But I mean, it was just one of those kind of ugly things that, you know, you, w- you wish wouldn't have happened. And you know what? Probably nine times out of 99 times out of a hundred, if that were to happen again, it wouldn't end up in the same result. So, just a shitty situation. I mean, you look at what Austin Matthews did the other night in the Heritage Classic where he, he jumped yeah, up. Yeah, he got suspended for that. Far, yeah. But, but two games, right? Yeah, two games. Like, that was, like, to me, that that's worse. Like, he jumped and took a cross-check to the guy's head, but the result wasn't bad. It, the result could have been terrible. Yeah. But it's... it's you know, in terms of optics and, and stuff I've seen over the years, it's like, you know, you take 10 instances of what Todd did and you take 10 instances of what Austin did, the result's probably going to go the other way on most of them. Now speaking, so. now speaking like you said, with that uh, instance, like you said, of the when that happened, that was outside, I might add. Like you said when you brought that up, that's the question I wanted to ask you next. Uh, With the NHL doing outside games now, I know they didn't do it when you played, but if you were offered offered to play in those type of games when you played, would you have done it? Absolutely. I think that's one thing now 
I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of them, but I think they're doing them really well. Um, I tune into them. They've just kind of taken that next level and kind of gotten that, you know, almost that NFL intensity and showman and showcasing that takes them to that next level. So, yeah, I mean, I, um, yeah, it would have been cool to get that. Like, I mean, we had practices on outdoor rinks and that, and that, that was really cool just to switch it up and go old school. But yeah, unfortunately I never got to play in an actual outdoor game. Now, the Olympics were just here. What do you think about the NHL banning NHL players from going over to play? I, I'm not overly impressed with that whole the whole Olympics in China and, and that type of thing that that happened this year, especially with what's gone on in the last two years. But I do believe if you're going to have the best of the best, NHL should be there. Agreed. Agreed, but yeah, they. I guess they had um, sent over all their minor minor league players over there, and uh, obviously, of course, the women they won the uh, they won the gold. The men, I think, I I don't know what I think they finished bronze. I think I don't know gold, uh, silver, or bronze. I don't remember what, but I'm sure it would have been a lot different if they would have allowed NHL players to actually play in that because. Pretty much every Olympics, at least Team USA, is winning it. Usually. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who won the gold in men's hockey or women's. I, I legit watched zero Olympic coverage, so, you know. And, yeah, so I don't really know who won or, or any of that. I saw kind of updates on gold medal count here and there on social media, but... Yeah, I don't. I didn't really pay. Any I'm sure attention. if you were offered to play in it, would you have played it? Uh, played it back in the day, if you would have been offered it. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Like the best of the best are going. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like I think the best of the best should be there. Yeah. You're. Yeah. And I'm sure you. I'm sure you would have enjoyed to play it too if you had the chance. If they would. If they would have invited oh, yeah. you, if they would have invited you, because I think that's how it goes. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, how I mean, it goes. I, they I, invite I, I you. Knew where I stood. You know, I don't think I was ever thinking I was going to get invited to the Olympics for Canada, but would have been cool. So obviously, you played here in the U.S. and compared over to Canada. Uh, I know the U.S. is slowly trying to make hockey one of the one of their main sports but it's not like it is in canada because you know it you live up there in canada so you know how it is it's like their national sport do you think the u.s can go up to that i know baseball here and is supposedly the pastime but i think that's kind of changing fans are growing away from the game so do you think hockey has a chance to be like you guys up in canada and become the sport. Mm, I don't know if it'll necessarily be the sport in the U.S., but with the size of, uh, of the U.S. and the money that you guys have down there, and there's no reason why you can't develop top tier. I mean, you look at the 2010 Olympics; the U.S. was one shot away. 
from winning gold. Canada, you know, Sweden's up there, and Sweden's considerably smaller. I mean, it's I, I, I put them up. I, I put them up in the elite categories for hockey nations in the world already. Now, growing up, how tough was it to play the game? Because I know, just like baseball, the travel, the 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 um, the gear and everything, that was a lot of money. So, how tough was that to just get all that stuff to get to to play? It was tough. I mean, it's a it's a massive sacrifice for parents and families. Um, obviously it's expensive, but, um, I mean, back in my day, it was pretty much all minor hockey programs. Now they, now they kind of make them like the academies and that. So, I mean, it's pricey to get in the academies, but then they travel with the teams and that I, I don't necessarily know the ins and outs. I just know my parents sacrificed a hell of a lot for not just me, but my brother and sister also played at, uh, pretty good levels growing up. So. It's a, it's a sacrifice, and you know, you know, I, I I was blessed with amazing parents that, that did everything they could to uh, to give me and my brother, my brother, my sister, and I the opportunity to see what we can do. Now, obviously, your son is nineteen. Did he ever did he ever want to play like you did? Did he ever want to play hockey, or was that just not a goal of his? Uh, no, it just wasn't one of those things that he was into, and, you know, he's more the education route and and that sort of thing, and, you know, I support him fully on all that as well. There you go. So now let's talk about the podcast, um, you've done, uh, how, so how many, how many exactly, how many podcasts like this have you done, and, uh... I also want to ask about the alumni too. Uh, how many alumni are are with you in the Vancouver alumni? Oh, um, well, I've probably done half a dozen podcasts um, here and there. I've been on, you know, I've hosted some radio shows locally here, so it's fun to get back on it and chat and talk about history and then talk about current. Uh, and stuff going on so uh, I, I do enjoy doing them um, the alumni I don't know there's got to be a hundred plus members you know we're kind of all over the, the world too we do have a good portion in the in the city uh, some are getting older and, and not getting out to as many events as they used to but um, yeah we got a, we got a good group uh, I saw them all at the Christmas skate and and everybody seems to be doing well. So, how often now with COVID do you get to see them? And with before COVID happened, how much? How much? How much did you get to see them before COVID hit? Well, we do a skate a week, and then uh, usually four or five golf tournaments a year, and then we do a, put on a concert. Um, and then yeah, I mean, then we we do do some extra stuff in the the community as well. So you can see guys here and there. You know, five or six times a year at least. So obviously, you notice the Dean brothers. What are they like? Oh, they're they're first class. I played with them when they were up and coming. When I was with Van for my stint there, they're just 
they're, they're, they're professionals and they're pretty funny guys when we get to know them and, you know, but they're quiet, they're dialed in. I mean, those two guys could probably lace them up tomorrow and, and still look pretty good out there at the NHL. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe you on that one. Yeah. So, um, let's compare, I know it's tough to say, but a lot of people are still doing this. And I know it's tough to say because different errors, different errors. But um, the goat, the goat comparison, Gretzky, and I think the other one was, I believe it was either Orr or Ramu. Who do you think is the goat of all time in hockey? Uh, you probably gotta go with. I, you gotta go with Gretzky. Just his body of work. I mean, it's unfortunate for his career was cut shorter. But, I mean, Gretzky did it for a long time. And some of his records are just silly. So, Gretzky would have my vote. Did you ever get to meet Gretzky while you were playing? I think he was coaching in Phoenix one of the years I was called up. Um, never actually met him personally, though. I'd have to agree with you. I think he was... I, 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 I watched the majority of his career growing up, so I'd have to I'd have to agree with you. There was nobody like him skating. There was no I mean, he holds all the records. I don't think there's anybody close that comes to him comes to his records, I don't uh, think. At all. The only one kind that's Ovechkin in his goal record. But other than that, like there's some astronomical numbers that he put up and yeah, it's it's tough not to give him the nod. Even that I don't think Ovechkin will break his record because it's it even though yeah hockey has changed to where everybody's scoring a lot nowadays you gotta think Ovechkin's on his last legs he's what going on in his 40s almost uh, mid 30s ish yeah so he don't have much time left to go unless he plays he in his 40s um Sorry, figured out he's grown with the game. I'm kind of, I'm rooting for it. You know, Gretzky's got a ton of records. It'd be cool to get that Ovechkin get close. Now, obviously, unfortunately, you didn't get to play for Stanley Cup champion, but I'm no, I'm sure you've heard of stories of what players do with the cup. If you would have, if you would have won the cup per se. What would you have done with the cup? Because I think each player gets the, their day with the cup or night with the cup. What would you do with yours if you? It had would have shot? been it would have been a family and friends thing, probably you know at a cabin or something, something small and immediate. I mean, I'm I'm pretty chill that way. I, I kind of want to be around the people I want to be around and and enjoy the good times. And, and make sure that, you know, they feel a part of it because they would have all been a part of it and helping me through the journey as well. So a couple more questions before I let you go. Um, now, I know you just started getting back into hockey since football's gone, and I know you're still in the NASCAR on Sundays, so you're just getting back into hockey. Is there a standout team that you've seen so far that you think – can win the Stanley Cup. Other than Tampa? Other than, yeah, other than Tampa. 
you know what? I the Calgary, Calgary and Colorado look good in the West. Colorado just picked up a that that Manson kid. That that's a good piece. That to is add. a good piece. Yeah, I saw that. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. See who goes where and who picks up who. So I might I might have to see then. But a Daryl Sutter coach team. They can score. They got an. I still think Markstrom's an underrated goalie. I just think he's he's that good and he, he can take them deep. So I guess between them and Colorado, be whoever gets better goaltending. Well, what about your Panthers in the East? Can they compete with the Bolts? Because they they're they're pretty good. They have put the Bolts up for their money at times during the regular season. Yeah, I mean they could. I just. It, I guess it kind of depends how many miles are on the Lightning, too, right? Like, they're playing a lot of extra games these yeah. last two years, so. But, I mean, yeah, I I probably, those, those would be my three standout teams right now, I guess. So, the final question I have for you, it's a two-part question. I ask this to everybody. I know you're not coaching, but if you were, what would you tell kids or or adults, whatever you were coaching, to get to where you played in the NHL, your highest level. And the second part is define your career in one word. Well, I, I always just tell people work hard and have fun and, and, and learn what you can along the way. That's kind of how I, I grew up. I mean, those were my rules for my parents. I'm good. If they're going to buy me skates and, and waste gas money, I, I better work hard and it better still be enjoyable for me to do. Um, in terms of, um, what's the second question there again? What's the second question again, sorry? You're, you're good. Uh, define your career in one word. Mm, enjoyable. I mean, it, it, looking back, it was fun. I got, you know, it wasn't always sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns, but, you know, I got I got to see a lot of places, meet a lot of people, have a lot of great memories, you know. So, you know, I tried, made the best of it, I believe. There you go. Couldn't have said anything better. And I'm going to leave off this uh, with this question real quick. Uh, you were a left wing. Now, I'm... I'm a fan of the game, obviously, but I'm still trying to get confused. I'm still a little bit confused on. I mean, I've been confused on the positions. There's left ring, right ring, defense, and goalie. Obviously, uh, each has their different role. So, what what was your definition of your goal as a left wing? Uh, I it was keep it simple, stupid. Get it. Make sure my D man doesn't. Score, help out on the backside in my end, get the puck out of my end, get it in at their end and go get it back and try and get it in the back of their net. There you go. Pretty, Perfect. Pretty simple game. Perfect. Well, I, yep. do, I do thank you for your time. It was fun. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'll send you the link after we're done. So, okay. So you can post it on that as well or whatever. Um but it was fun. I do appreciate your time. Yep. You have a good night. Stay safe. And like I said, if you know anybody else, please send them my way. And Sounds good. So 
I appreciate it. All right, my man. Definitely. You stay all safe right. and have a good night, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. Bye. That concludes episode 88 with former NHL player Mike Brown. Enjoy. I don't know when I'll be back. Maybe Thursday. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Until then, take care. Have a good night. This concludes episode 88.